0: Welcome back, everybody, and happy holidays for all of you listening. It's... I think Christmas happens before our next episode. I'm getting down, to in the weeds. Welcome back to the Weekly Wilson Podcast. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. My name is Brian Wilson. And? Well, you didn't say you're a host, but... It is I... Jay Wilson, blaster of the universe. <laughs> well, usually if I pause, you just kind of like fill in, you know, you kind of read each other, play off each other. Well, Brian, it sound organic. the thing is, is that I was ready with saying it is I, but I was waiting for you to say that you were a host because that's how you oh. started every other podcast episode. I know. I just feel so disheveled. I feel like we're not recording, like, on a regular basis. You're just some guy, Brian Wilson, that just so happens to be on the internet. (laughs) You know what? Well, now I feel extra bad, too, because I ruined your clever intro. Yeah, you get to start off in a vacuum every week, and then the one time that I have something planned, you just go and throw a... Throw uh, something in the the mix. Well, we're off to a great start here. (laughs) So, if you're familiar with the Silk Sonic album, An Evening with Silk Sonic, then you recognize the reference that Jay made in his intro. But if not, that's okay, because on today's episode, we are going to be reviewing said album in the second half. In the second half. So... You have time still to go listen to it before we get to our review and our discussion of the album. That implies that they're also (laughs) going to listen to Silk Sonic while listening to this podcast. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, we're not going to... The album's half an hour, so we're going to talk about our vacation in Florida for half an hour. Yeah. And you can put Silk Sonic on in the background. I think they'll jive pretty well. And then, by the time the album finishes, you'll get to our discussion of the album. And then... It'll be good. Yeah, this whole podcast has been built from the beginning as a, um, like, featuring Silk Sonic track. Exactly. It just... Yeah. Yeah. It's like the director's cut, where the directors talk about the movie over the movie. Yeah, it's just a... It has a really long intro. Yeah. <laughs> so. With that, Jay, how you doing? Well, Brian... I've been better. Um, no, I'm actually fine. But my uh, my stomach last night was a mess. A mess? Well, it wasn't that bad, but it was in pretty rough shape. I can't, I'm not certain why. I think it might have something to do with me drinking 16 ounces of coffee and eating an entire bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos at like 11 p.m. Yeah, I got that voicemail. <laughs> yeah. I wish I would have been awake so I could stop you. No, yeah, because, okay, so Brian, here's the thing. I need to stay awake, so I needed coffee. That was a fact. But also, I am a glutton for punishment, so I was really craving Takis. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have Takis, so I had to get Takis light, i.e. flaming Hot Cheetos. Okay. Um, because there's something unique about these snacks, Brian, that I'd... I'm sure that they realized when they were crafting them in the labs, but um, there's nothing quite like them. Yeah. yeah. I've always said I think that, like, flaming hot Cheeto flavor yeah. that's very similar to the Taki flavor it strikes me just as, like, sweat. Like, they taste like a sweaty person. Yeah, so I never trust anything you say about snacks because you hate so many good snacks. Brian. Oh, okay. Brian doesn't like. The flavor-dusted Cheez-Its. Brian doesn't like cheese it grooves at all, which cheese it grooves aren't that good, but they're still, like, a good snack. Brian doesn't like anything that is savory, that has flavor dust, that people enjoy. He likes to eat plain pretzel rods and drink tap water <laughs> all the <Plain>. time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, plain pretzel rods are... A- banner snack yeah the, i will say no you, you've, you've lost put, all when credibility start, when you say when the pretzel rods start are a working great snack flavor dust when they start <laughs> blowing flavor dust all over the place yeah then i feel like you're going overboard there's too much flavor and it's blinding i'm sure that you also think that original goldfish are the best goldfish I plead to fifth. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, so I'm right. And you're like, I don't know the last time I had flavor blasted goldfish, well, but yeah. Brian, it's l- like it's like regular goldfish, but with more cheese and salt, which everybody universally enjoys except for you. I didn't intend to start also, this podcast you get all... <laughs> by attacking you, but I'm really I'm I just uncovered a well of resentment that I've been building for years. You, you also get, like, all the f- dust all over your hands. Yeah, and then you got a little flavor blast. You got ten little flavor blasts on each of your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know, I can't support it. Okay. I won't support it. Well, this leads me into my next point, which is that I feel like I don't know what steps led me here in my life, but I'm. it's as though I'm just seeking out the most pungent flavors that I can, like, punch myself in the face with. <laughs> okay. In everything that I eat, because Brian, so I have, I think irreparably, actually become an unironic fan of Takis, because at the beginning I was just like, wow, <laughs> I didn't know that they could make a snack, like chip, thing this sour. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's the leading flavor is sour for a chip, which I did not think would work, but now I'm I'm here because, Brian, there's no other snack that hits as hard as hotkeys with flavor it's just regardless of what flavor you're tasting it has the most flavor i think of any (laughs) (laughs) of any snack and i just like crave that rush you know it's like you eat one and you're eating like 10 of any other snack (laughs) so which apparently is something i would hate but i still ate most of a bag of them in florida yeah, that's the thing, is that you are you obviously don't genuinely disapprove of any of these snacks because you'll eat them. But you're just like, well, I'm going to okay, say this so is all, gross, but I'm going to keep eating them. <laughs> all the other ones are good. I would just prefer the more yeah. vanilla version of it. Not <laughs> vanilla flavored, but the more basic. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah... At least, I know Flamin' Hot Cheetos, I feel like, taste like a sweaty person. Takis, I liked better, because they were, like, extremely flavorful. Like, they were spicy, but they didn't hurt your mouth. Like, they didn't leave your mouth spicy. You know what I'm saying? So I'll give them that. I think you then need to try um, Flamin' Hot Cheetos again, because while I can't vouch for your sweaty person flavor, they're objectively less spicy than Takis. Really? Yeah, it's like, I'm telling you, Brian, this Taki's light. It's way less sour and a little less spicy. Okay, well, there's no way I'm going out and buying flaming Hot Cheetos, so I'll just have to wait until they come into my life again. Do you prefer regular Cheetos? Oh, big time. Regular Cheetos aren't good. What? Yeah. They're not my favorite, but I think they're good. I don't know, Brian, it's like... I'm not going to argue Cheetos with you. Um, Do you like crunchy Cheetos or puffed Cheetos? Anybody who prefers puffed Cheetos to crunchy Cheetos needs to look at themselves in the mirror and just tell themselves that they're not ten years old. (laughs) Okay, I think there's a lot of people. Sydney might be one of them that prefers puffy Cheetos. No, that's ludicrous. It's like, you... (sighs) Brian. Like, a Cheeto... (laughs) Cheeto original is like the thinking man's <laughs> Cheeto, you know? <laughs> it's like a puffed Cheeto. You cut it out there for a minute. Yeah, so I said a Cheeto is like a... The original Cheeto is like a thinking man's Cheeto, Brian. They They have a certain texture that's completely unique in its own right. And no one else has quite been able to repeat it. Similar mm-hmm. to what Takis has done with doing the folded tortilla chip format. Um, okay. <laughs> but then it's just like, okay, for anybody who doesn't want to hop on, like, the bandwagon with this innovation that we're doing and this uh, bold texture, this crunch, we're, we made the, like, basic version. We, we puffed corn just like everybody else has. We put our flavor dust on it so you can still be a part of the gang, but it'd be like if they made an Oreo cookie that was like a uniform cookie texture and just Oreo flavored. It's like, are you really eating an Oreo cookie? Yeah, I feel that. So then are you not a fan of like cheese puffs either? Just like the, the original like cheese ball things? Those are all right. I eat them... Those are one of those snacks that I really am angry about the fact that I'm eating them while I'm eating them. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Okay, I feel that. Because it's, like, mostly air. Yeah, and then, like, when I eat those, I, like, suck all the air out with, like, vacuum pressure, so then it's just, like, a flat disc in my mouth, and I can really, like, detect all of the grease that's in there, because then I, like, feel like I'm eating some. Okay. But then I'll inevitably eat, like, 60 of them, and then feel like a little bad but not that bad and just yeah yeah. I don't know I think they have their place yeah the one snack that I never feel bad about eating is extra toasty Cheez-Its which yeah I, I'll admit Brian not flavor blasted <laughs> but that Cheez-Its are the only snack that are inherently flavorful enough for me to appreciate but honestly now that they have extra toasty Cheez-Its I can't even eat regular Cheez-Its and be that happy wow yeah. Alright. Well I didn't expect to go on a diatribe about snacks, but I do have a lot of opinions. Okay. <laughs> um So where were we going with this? Your so talkies my, and coffee? Yeah, my tummy was a little upset. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh I was just eating them, just like chain eating flamin' hot Cheetos. Yeah. And it is like not like at a rapid pace, but Definitely not pausing. hmm And then I eventually um, well I was on the phone with Kelly and I was lamenting the fact that I couldn't stop eating flamin' hot Cheetos. <laughs> and we agreed that I should put the bag away. So then I did. And then like not thirty seconds later I reached to where the Flamin Hot Cheetos used to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And I was like, Oh geez. And this was this was all as you were driving home. Yeah. So And it was it was late. Yeah, so, uh, I got in from Florida to Columbus night before last, and then I drove from Columbus to Cincinnati and got in relatively late because my flight was delayed. Mm Mm-hmm. Then I woke up late, later than I should have, went for my run, ate breakfast, the works, and, uh... I then packed, which took a lot longer than I wanted it to, because I didn't realize that I was doing two packings in one. I can pack to move my whole life pretty quickly, and I can pack to just like go somewhere. Honestly, I think for me personally, packing to go somewhere for two weeks probably takes just as long as me packing up all my possessions. Yeah. Because at two weeks, a lot of logistics come into play, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But then I... It's like, am I going to do laundry? Do I just need everything? Yeah. So then I was packing up my whole life when I realized I'm also leaving for, like, two weeks. So I had to, like, pack all my life up, but then also have, like, separate bags for, like, an extended stay. And that, like, kind of messed with my usual arrangement of items, Wait, so you're packing up your whole life, but then there's going to be an interim of two weeks before you unpack your whole life? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so essentially it was a, it was a multi-phase attack. Um, so I was then planning to, on the way home to Akron, um, to stop in Dayton, where I will be working eventually, drop off most of my, like, all my life, pretty much, and then take what mm. I need for the holidays back all the way home. Ah, I see. Yeah. Okay, I'm up to speed now. Yeah, so it. I executed all phases of the plan, but they just all took a lot longer than I thought because I didn't realize, like, the amount of intensity that was going to be present in my packing. Okay. Um, yeah, so I didn't get home till like, 145. Wow. Yeah. But stopped midway at uh, Mike's house... And immediately... So I, like, walked in the door with, like, a few of my bags, set them in my room. And Mm. then I was really hungry again because it had taken me a while to finish up packing. So then I immediately ate the other half of the pasta I had made at home and then ate a bowl of cereal. So I just thought it was kind of funny that I just stopped in this house to unpack but then immediately started, like, eating. And then, like, had to do dishes. Wait, so did you have road trip pasta? No, I made the pasta at cincinnati for lunch ish Uh like a 3 p.m. meal and then i boxed the other half and brought it along with me okay because there was one time i think sydney and i were driving to boone for a trip this was very early in our relationship and uh, she was at work and i wasn't i think so I was like, oh, don't worry, I'll take care of, like, the road trip snacks. <laughs> spaghetti. I, <laughs> well, I don't think it was spaghetti, but I made some sort of, like, casserole or, like, lasagna or something. Uh, so then I, gee, like, came home and then we were, like, loading up the car and I'm, like, carrying this casserole <laughs> out to the car. And she's like, what is that? I'm like, it's our food for the road trip. Yeah, I feel like you and I, like, all the Wilsons need car food. But yeah. we all do it differently. <laughs> so, like, Aaron... what of get, approaches. Like, Aaron will get, like, hummus and vegetables, and, like, mm-hmm. she'll make a, a hodgepodge salad and put it in a Tupperware. And be like, mm-hmm. oh, I just threw together this balsamic glaze. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you'll... You and I will, like, intermittently make, like, things that we would regularly consider, like, full-out yeah. meals, but just... Like, jamming something into a Tupperware that you're like, I wouldn't have expected to eat that in a car. Like, I'm pretty sure I've had, like, soup. (laughs) Yeah. Trying Um, to think of other weird things I've done recently. We had our big road trip with Dad, where most of our nutrition came from Ritz crackers and a jar of peanut butter. Yeah, that was pretty classic. But then also, Mm -hmm. yeah, so there's moments where I'll just get a bag of flaming Hot stuff, be it Takis or Cheetos, and then soak it up with coffee, but you know, to each their own. Um, mm-hmm. So were, were Mike and Grant there when you dropped your stuff off? No, nobody was home. Oh, okay. Yeah. see. because saddle- I'm so excited for you to live with them, I feel like that's just going to be so much fun. It's going to be very fun. But Brian, when I first walked in the door, so Mike said, alright, Jay, I'm going to have to do, like disarm the security system. Here's the door to, like, to, here's the code to the front door. Um, mm-hmm. Like, here's how you lock up. This, that, and the other. I walk into the house, and immediately it just says, like, security delay begins. Or, like, something. And then it just started, like, beeping periodically, like it was counting down. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, geez. So then I, like, I'm just staring at this thing <laughs> that's, like, that has, like, a red bar that's slowly getting smaller. <laughs> and then Oh, no. I, uh, so then I immediately call Mike, and I'm just like, hey, Mike, uh, I think the security system is going off. And they said, What? I don't have a security system. Are you in the right house? And then, Oh no. Then I was like, Because uh, he told me he had to disarm his security system. So I was like, Is Mike messing with me? Yeah. And, then, and was, I'm just sitting there, like holding a bag, staring at this red bar that's still getting smaller. And he said, <laughs> Hold on one second. I, I'll, I need to hang up on you. And then he hung up. And then I'm just sitting there looking at this thing. And it's like halfway, and I'm getting smaller, and then the beeps start to increase, and then it <laughs> to the point where it's just like the like the like the smallest yeah. increment of beeps you can get, and then it like runs out, and then I just hear it say "disarmed," and then Mike calls me back. He's he's just like, "Yep, I disarmed it." Oh <laughs> it's I'm like take, an action movie but you're, there's nothing you're doing you're just staring at it <laughs> yeah, I was just standing there looking very unexcited just being like well I don't know what I'm gonna do if this thing goes off Um. but yeah, so. yeah it just explodes and the whole house caves in on you yeah but so that worked out and then I unloaded in probably less than 30 minutes my whole life <laughs> yeah yeah Taking a step back, it's also quite comical, just you going into this house where no one is home, dropping all your stuff, eating spaghetti, and then continuing on your way. Yeah, I was really hoping that uh, Mike would, like, tune into his, like, video monitors, because he has the whole ring system. Oh, man. It's like, I saw cameras all over the place, and I was like, man, I hope that Mike just tunes in to, like, make sure that I got in all right and just sees me not unloading, but eating a bowl of cereal on his counter (laughs) yeah Um, nice yeah all right well all right um do you want to talk about florida at all um i kind of want to talk about my return home because it was also quite fun oh yeah yeah so i wait wait uh, first of all you say quite fun like i was just having a blast oh yeah (laughs) dude banner travel day for me So I chose this time to fly into Myrtle Beach instead of flying into Wilmington, because I think to Wilmington was like a hundred some dollars, and Myrtle Beach was like $40. So I was like, come on. Okay. Um, but Myrtle Beach is like an hour and a half drive from Wilmington, but Sydney said she was willing to pick me up. So I was like, okay, save a bunch of money, get some road trip time together, maybe we have a fun day in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. So I get into Myrtle Beach at, like, 8 a.m. We overlooked the fact that this was on a Friday, so Sydney had work. And Sydney didn't get off work till 2. So she's like, okay, I get off work at 2, I can probably be in Myrtle Beach by, like, 4 to pick you up. And I got in at 8. So I'm like, okay. I got 8 hours to kill. (laughs) Yeah. So, I get to the airport, and I'm like, alright, where do I want to go? So then I'm like, and also, how do I get anywhere? Because I'm like, I don't know. I guess Ubering around would have been acceptable and what the normal sane person would do. But I was like, I don't want to spend any money today. (laughs) Of course. So I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, they have hotel shuttles. that like shuttles that will go to hotels that are close to the beaches. So I'm like, I can hop on one of those. But none of them were running. I couldn't find any. So then I'm looking at the map. I'm like, I'm only one mile from like the main drag on the beach. Yeah. I'm going to walk. I can walk that so, far. Yeah, and I like I was like, it looks like there's sidewalks on the way, but I have you ever walked out of an airport, Jay? I feel like I walked from the Wilmington place where we parked. We like left a car for somebody and I had to walk away from it for some reason. Okay. Well, yeah, it's like there's sidewalks and all the stuff around, like the parking decks and stuff in airports, but there's not. They're not meant to be walked out of, yeah. Like l- to depart on foot. Well, I mean, if you um, think about it, they're saying, "All right, this person signed up for plane travel." Yeah. Like they're not they're not coming at us on foot. <laughs> I'm gonna walk to the airport. <laughs> like it's like you need know, does to, anyone you got stuff? You got something to prove? coming to the airport. It's just like we need to know that you got cars down pat before we let you onto one of these <laughs> onto one of these big yeah. beautiful planes, right? I mean, I don't know. Do people ever bike to the airport? I guess you usually have luggage, but I'm flying Spirit. They got one. I just know have a backpack. If in the annals of your brain, you have ever seen a bike rack outside of an airport? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have. Yeah. And in hindsight, I guess it makes sense. But I'm on foot leaving this airport, Jay. So yeah. I'm just walking like on the side of the road. Have a backpack. I don't know. People probably thought it was weird, but it was fine. Because right when I got out to the main road, which wasn't that far, then there was, like, a bike path going towards the beach. And I'm like, perfect. So I walk down that to the beach. First stop I make is at a Walmart. I get a loaf of bread and a jar of goober grape. And I'm like, alright, this is my food for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then, um, but then my backpack was, like, full to the brim. With like clothes and other stuff that I had to bring. So I had a carabiner and I clipped the loaf of bread onto the back of my backpack. (laughs) I feel like this is going to spell trouble later in the story. Yeah, maybe. So then the next stop I make was I just went to a hotel, like a random Hampton Inn. Yeah. And just walked in and I was like, I I got some work to do. I'm a triple platinum rewards member. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm just going to hang out in the lobby and like get some work done. I had to like fill out some paperwork for work. Yeah. And I'm like, they're not going to know I'm not staying here. So I walk in with the loaf of bread swinging from my backpack. Um, <laughs> but nobody nobody asks any questions. I just act like I belong. Sit down, set up my laptop, get some work done. And yeah. once I finish that, then I go to the beach. Okay. And I still need to do my workout for the day. Didn't want to do a run because I was like, I'd have to leave my stuff somewhere. So I decided to do a sweaty shredder on the beach. Ah. Sweaty shredders are something we picked up during our Florida vacation. Yeah. But, so I do a sweaty shredder, and this is when the bread did start to spell trouble, because the seagulls, they were like, hey man, give me some of that bread. I'm like, hey man, pause off my bread. Yeah. So I was like, shooing seagulls as I'm doing my sweaty shredder, but that's fine. Um, And then I hang out on the beach and read for a little bit, and I'm like, I still got like, solid six hours to kill here. Like, what do I want to do? I'm like, I'm not going to eat anywhere. That's why I got my loaf of bread and my goober grape. I'm like, I could read all day. But then I got thinking, I was like, Sydney has to come get me. And like, I kind of feel bad because she has to drive all this way. But I was like, maybe I can cut down on her travel time. I've got six hours. I'm just going to start walking north. You're a fool. (laughs) So I... And I'm on the beach now, so I take off my tennis shoes, carabiner clip those to my backpack, so I have a loaf of bread and my tennis shoes swinging off the back of my backpack, and I just start walking north on the beach, man. Okay, Brian. Throw on Critical Roll, and I'm like, let's see what these two legs can do. I guess, I mean, okay, so let's think about this lot. In six hours, <laughs> you could make it like 18 miles, I'll say. Yeah. If you don't stop. <laughs> you're right. That would save her like 18 minutes, give or take, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because at that point you're off the highway. What? Like the be- the road by the beach that you would have to go down is yeah. not a highway. Yeah. So you're not, it's not like a mile a minute. Hmm. Regardless. I had a lot of thoughts while I was walking on the beach. Oh so was this was the, the rest of the trip for you. Yeah, that was I walked north. <laughs> you see Brian when he started to say that, you're just like, I felt bad that Sydney had to come get me this whole way. I was like, Oh, Brian's gonna do something like cute for Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna like set up like a little like beach picnic or something. It's like no, he just walked north for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, babe, I got you. Ten minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then it was cool because once I started walking, I was like, how far do I think I can make it? And I'm like mapping stuff out, seeing how far I think I can get. And I'm like, I'm looking at the border. I'm like, I think I can get to the border. I think I could get to North Carolina. (laughs) And then when I'm on the beach looking, it's like you look at the map and how the coast curves. And then I look ahead and I'm like, I think I can see North Carolina from here, like where it juts out. Yeah. I was like, that's North Carolina. Can I walk to there? I was like, maybe I can. Did you? I didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't make it. I made it maybe a third of the way <laughs> oh, man. to the border. I just but picture, I did. I just figured me getting a call at like 1.30pm saying, babe, no need to come on down. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I think if I would have walked all day for two days, I could have got home. Just on the beach. I mean, you had a loaf of bread and goober grape like sleep on the beach and you're good yeah exactly but my feet did start to hurt oh yeah because i do have a minor stress fracture i think Uh. so i did some with my shoes off some with my shoes on i stopped only like twice once to make a double-decker goober grape sandwich and once to put on a t-shirt because my shoulders were getting really sunburned (laughs) Uh. but yeah it was nice. I just walked for, like, six hours. I, sa- I ended up saving her, like, 20 minutes oh, wow. from as a- picking me up at this pier rather than the airport. Yeah. 20 minutes one way. So round trip, I saved her, like, 40 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that was my day. I <laughs> ain't <laughs> <laughs> got nothing to do. Gonna... Well, also think about it. It's like when you go backpacking. Yeah. strap on your backpack and you hike all day. I'm like, this is a beach hike. Yeah. Did you see any good like beachgoers or any tales from the trail? No, it's kind of the off season. I saw some of those like big bubbly jellyfish that had washed up. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> you sound like um... a like eight-year-old talking about their day. <laughs> I saw some big jellyfish. That was kind of cool. You cut out there. I said you sounded like a ten-year-old talking about their day. <laughs> Like, awesome. saw awesome yeah. jellyfish, they were big, that was pretty cool. I poked one with a stick, it popped. Yeah. But then, what was it, I did get to a point where I was like, if I go farther than this, she'll have to, like, get off the highway, and then, like, you turn back, and it's not going to save any more time. Mm-hmm. So I did rest for, like, an hour at a pier, mm-hmm. and then spent some time, yeah, just waiting at a Kroger where she picked me up. But yeah, that was my travel home. Nice. My big walk north. It was fun. Brian's big walk north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, Brian, we got ten seconds to start the Silk Sonic intro. We didn't get to talk about Florida. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, should we talk about Florida on a future episode? Or we could just talk about Florida now and then do a whoopsie for the Silk Sonic. I mean, it was thing. hot, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's my review. They took- <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much covers most of it, I suppose. Um... Well, Brian, so, you got in before any of us. Are we talking about Florida, or do you want to do Silksonic? Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, if we talk about Silksonic later, I can be more prepared for it. So let's just talk about Florida and see where it goes. Alright, so we're working backwards. We just talked about our trips home from Florida, now we're going to talk about Florida. (laughs) I did indeed get there before everyone else. I had one whole day at the Driftwood by myself, and if... I had to spend any more than that by myself at the driftwood. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. There's not a lot to do. I played a lot of Pokemon Go. I'll tell you that. So you did the same thing as when we were there. What? Okay, no, <laughs> I played in a, I played very little Pokemon Go when everyone else was there. Believe it or not. Comparatively. Yeah. Okay. Like you know how I went on like one Pokemon Go walk during the week. Yeah. I did that, like, all day for the day that I was there alone. Ah. Yeah. So. There was that. But then, yeah, Ryan came in the next day, spent the week with Ryan. We already had Ryan on last episode, so we don't need to dig into yeah. that. Which I also blame Ryan for my audio being bad. I'm gonna put that Okay, up there. yeah. Probably his fault, but, yeah. yeah. I, I just have some highlights I want to hit here. Okay. Number one is I feel like after this vacation, Jay, I feel like you're really kicking my ass in the whole being friends with Ben department. You think so? Yeah. From my perspective, it looked like you guys were bonding. Which also, you... When did you... You worked with... You worked in his lab. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. If anything, I just know more names that Ben also knows. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was chalking it up to that. I was like... Brian, don't feel bad. Jay, <laughs> Jay worked in his lab for a while. They know each other better now. You'll get your chance. You'll get to shoot your shot. I yeah. know. But yeah, like when you guys were grilling, I was like, man, they're grilling together. And you guys were jiving in spike ball. You really got some chemistry going there. Well, to be fair, Brian, I could jive with anybody in spike ball. I'm an absolute yeah. unit. <laughs> I don't know if you had realized, but I think I lost once that trip. Maybe twice. Yeah, that's the other thing I have on here is that Sydney and I, as a couple, just really flopped in the game department. Yeah, we're usually way better at spike ball. We were just off our game. Your serve has become ruthless. Yeah, we're gonna have to go to a training camp to learn how to deal with that one. Yeah, every spike ball game, like even if we were holding our own, it always ended with you going on like a ten point run off of just serves.
1: Yeah, like this isn't fun.
0: I would really love to hold back on my serves, and I I have in other circles because people get genuinely mad at me, but I think that the spirit of competition within our family unit prevents me from letting up on my serves. Yeah. Well, Sydney was getting legitimately mad at you. Well, I was getting legitimately mad at Sydney for calling all these bullshit pockets. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, a pocket... There's a lot of pockets, but a lot of them are playable. But I guess you're allowed to call any of them. Yeah. So, neither Where, of you really? Then, out of line. I've also been just like kind of secured into the idea of like, you know, if it's playable, I, I like to have fun, you know? I like to play Spikeball. <laughs> <laughs> I, have I like to more. have fun. Have that was <laughs> the quote of the trip. <laughs> I have a lot more fun, you know, like playing Spikeball than I do like making calls about rule violations in spike ball you know <laughs> well but also with your new serve because it is low and fast yeah. you've definitely nailed that down but when it's that low and fast it's sometimes hard to tell if it's a pocket that's causing it to shoot off low and yeah. fast or if that's just your serve yeah with that serve it's also far easier to return it by calling two pockets in a row I'm just stealing it from me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because you I'm just admitted within yourself that it's impossible to return my serve. We can have Sydney on <laughs> and you guys can argue about this for 20 minutes. I don't want to get in the middle of this feud. I have a feeling we're going to get an email. Um, yeah, probably. No, but... <laughs> so but yeah, that- there was Spike... B- but wait, can I just say that the I like having fun quote is actually a quote from one of my friends who did the same thing to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which was like, I was just like, was was that a pocket? Uh, I think it was a pocket. Then we call it, and then I was just like, Caleb, you think that's a pocket? And they said, well, I mean, I like to have fun. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. But, yeah, so Spikeball, we weren't performing. We couldn't hang with you. Um... Shuffleboard, we had one clutch win, and then Dad unleashed his full power <laughs> and annihilated us. Dad took off his training weights. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Which we don't know why they games. helped him shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> drinking games, we weren't really performing well either. Yeah. It was just not a great showing for Sydney and I. Well, you so know, there's there always was next that. year. Mm-hmm. And then the last point that I have is uh, that we uh, lost... TV privileges for the entire Driftwood. <laughs> oh yeah, that was wild. So, Which you all, you already know, but I feel like that needs to be discussed and immortalized in podcast form. Yeah, it was stupid. I Okay, you said it at one point, and I really vibed with the way you said it. And I was thinking about the whole trip. But at the Driftwood, and this is going to be the future tagline of the Driftwood. At the Driftwood, you're an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah it's like they're like all these damn people staying at the driftwood generating yeah. so, trash so backstory for what happened is uh there's like a canopy overhang what do you call that an awning a pergola a pergola that you're allowed to hang out nope, under and it's not what a pergola the... it's a solid roof it's an aw- yeah. it's a it's a a pavilion pavilion that's the word okay yeah And one of the recent additions to the Driftwood is that they got this big flat screen TV that is under the pavilion that you can use. Uh, We found out later there's a sign that says, only to be used for football games. Which they bring out specifically for when they want to get rid of the TV. Yeah, uh, I guess. But, uh, (laughs) so we were using it one night to play Jackbox party games. Yeah. And one of the games we were playing was, uh, Push the Button. Which also led us to the great uh, quote of the, um, of the trip, motherfucking alien. Yeah. <laughs> so that's also. I have all the quotes, on. I have a list of quotes from the trip. Okay. I'll, I'll get to at the very end. We can just run through. Because them. I like to have but fun. Yeah. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. I need to add it. Um. But yeah, so we were playing, uh, push the button late-ish I think it was like 10 p.m. yeah it was like 10 or 11 like and we got rowdy we were loud I'll admit it but then the next day we see they're taking the tv down and we're like oh I wonder if they're like power washing the deck or something and they want to put it away or like I don't know they're like moving it doing maintenance who knows but then it stays down and we find out later that they took it down because we think somebody complained oh surely somebody complained and then we kind of played dumb, like, asking around, trying to see what happened, and they're like, oh, yeah, these teenagers were being loud, or they were like, you're only allowed to have it yeah. for football games, and well, people some, were misusing it, so they took it down. Yeah. Somebody that was, was the beginning of the week. Explain, yeah. And then at the end of the week, someone was complaining about how they couldn't watch the Thursday night football game, and they're like, yeah, these teenagers got the TV taken down, and it's like, well, if it's just for football, why didn't they put it back up for football? Yeah, yeah. And like, I guess, at no like, point at no point did anyone come to us and say hey you guys were being loud yeah so we're taking down the TV like no one asked us like no one gave us a strike one no it the was, entire you guys were loud yeah. you guys were loud once so now no one can use the TV all week yeah the entire management staff at that establishment I believe consists entirely of that one really passive aggressive roommate and just, like, gather <laughs> yeah. many of them to run an entire building. So, like, they're constantly frustrated yeah. with all of the people so, staying like... <laughs> there. But have no idea how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to know, the guy that wanted to watch Thursday Night Football on Thursday, did he go to them and say, Hey, can we put the TV up for Thursday Night Football? And then they said... No, someone was loud on Monday night, so we can't do that. Like, did that conversation happen? I feel like it was just the the epitome of lack of communication happening between okay. well, um, all the people, guests, all, and management and us. Which also is understandable because all of the guests feel like an inconvenience.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, nobody well, wants Brian, to talk you to them.
0: Yeah, all the guests who stay there are also the passive aggressive roommate. So it's just, I, you know, it's annoying. It's just, it's really annoying. And Mm -hmm. I think that, I don't know. And part of it, I think, is the fact that it's it's a timeshare. So it's not like you have more of a stake in the goings-on there, I suppose. Or like you're kind of supposed to take care of like, quote-unquote, your unit. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, it definitely feels like, You're leasing out this space with rules as opposed to going to stay at a resort or hotel, you know? Yeah. But all I know is that I look forward to getting down there and playing another game of Push the Button the first night we're there. next. Oh yeah, no, we get one great night of fun games before they say, too much fun. Yeah. Uh, why would it only be for football? That Because uh, that also makes me angry, because why does this one sport that all the old men want to watch warrant a TV to be put up and taken down for this one specific thing? Yeah. It's like... I guess it could be one of those things where it's like we don't want people playing, like, inappropriate movies or inappropriate TV shows, so just blanket nothing except football kind of... Solves that problem. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's stupid. But like cable TV. I don't know. I'm I'm done talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> well that's all the points I have. Was there anything else you think needs brought up? Oh, I don't know. The the um the bloody Mary garnishes I think need to be discussed. Yeah, they were as good as they always are. I yeah, so, well, there were no... Brian, you're not very plugged into the culture because, as suspected, you still made no effort to enjoy them, even though you said you would. Yeah. Well, I decided, why should I try to like something that I just don't like? Well, Brian, I would then pose the counter-question, how did you start drinking beer? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, so, Brian, the garnishes, there were some subtle changes this year. Um, So, no capers this time. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I believe they were replaced with um, boiler onions. Okay. I thought they were replaced with uh, everything but the bagel seasoning. No, I didn't have... I don't think I had any Bloody Marys with that in it. Okay. But... Yeah, so the boiler onions were probably one of my favorite garnishes I've ever had. I could eat those things like candy. Another thing that really punches you in the face with flavor. Okay. It doesn't taste as harsh as an onion. Like, it's not that, like, burning, but it's just, like, it's very, like, pickled and savory, and there's a lot of umami mm. wrapped up in a boiler onion. Would you compare it to a an olive? Well, I mean, it's obviously a very different texture from an olive. Uh-huh. Um, But similarly, like, just some sort of outlandish, like, it's a man-made flavor that has been permeated into the onion, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Because this vacation was, like, I feel like Boiler Onions was one of the sponsors. Oh, yeah. I would happily become a sponsor of Boiler Onions. (laughs) 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 Or be sponsored by Boiler Onions. (laughs) Yeah. All right. No, I'm going to sponsor Boiler Onions. They're going to do something, and then <laughs> they're going to put Jay Wilson on the can. Um, anyhow, I think that sort of concludes the whole venture. This was Nah, uh, uh, Do you like listening to me yawn? Um, no, yeah. Always this gets me going. This was one of my most independent travelings since probably coming to visit you in California. Yeah? Yes. I don't think I had ever before booked a flight entirely on my own. And oh, wow. I think taking a little bit more agency over this, like, also I had to drive to Columbus to catch the flight because it was cheaper. So mm-hmm. taking agency over all parts of the venture really gave me this overwhelming sense that something was going to go wrong. And I think that it, it being held to just one two hour delay on one of the ends of the flights that I couldn't really control, I think was a pretty shocking. Um, I guess lack of turn of events. (laughs) Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad it worked out. Other than that, um, I highly recommend reading Dune, because that was the book that I read during this trip. Okay, yeah. It's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Do you want... (laughs) I want to read through the rest of the highlight notes I had from the trip. Okay. Just to see if any of them spur discussion. So, we already covered motherfucking Alien and the TV... So then, the, another one was the wind wall we built at the Punanza. <laughs> oh, yeah, because <laughs> like, we were trying to play drinking games in this little like palm frond hut by the beach. Yeah, very great do. view. Like it was beautiful. Yeah. but you were by the beach, so like yeah, and we a had very wind going on. We had subpar ping pong balls. They were like the yeah. weird like jet foam. Like it was like we were trying to play pong, but we were holding a bubble. Yeah, so it was like if you were trying to bounce the ball into a cup, it would bounce, go over the cup, and then blow back towards you, yeah. not over the cup and bounce again. But you have to bounce significantly past the cup to get it in the cup, and it was kind of funny yeah. looking. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of technique that you had to work with there, but then um, I jokingly suggested that we use the um, the like beach chairs, the like yeah. long lay down ones to build a wall. And then dad then was we did, it. It, yeah it. Dad was all like, about it. Yeah, we just started piling them up on the wall that the wind was coming from, and it was actually extremely effective. No, it worked perfectly. Like, it was... Yeah. I would say airtight, but it was very literally not airtight, but it was like... Uh-huh. It completely blocked the wind. Yeah. So, that was really effective and also really funny. Yeah. I don't know. One of those things where you're like, this is ridiculous, but it's also actually working, so this is awesome. Is it in any of our photos? Um, it's gotta be in the background, at least. It's recorded in some sort of media. Yeah, I started a Google photo album, so people Mm -hmm. need to start adding to that. Okay. Um, the next two kind of go together. There's, wow, they really did it. (laughs) 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 And then also chicken noises. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, Ben being animated and making fun of our sisters is one of my favorite like yeah instances of communication <laughs> and it's it's so funny that the thing he gets that heated over is fishbowl yeah i feel like i feel like aaron rachel and ben and like their friend circle like get really really invested in fishbowl i feel like that's a trait of their <laughs> crew is it just fishbowl though or is it like everything It might be everything, but Fishbowl is the only time that I see it manifest. That's the only crossover we have. Because that's, like, (laughs) Ben was talking mad trash. I think, yeah. Well, I think that Ben just has no tolerance for when Rachel is, like, trying to pull some shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah, he he probably knows Rachel and Aaron in a very unique way compared to the rest of us. Yeah. So, like, he's not afraid to, like, call them out on their personalities yeah so essentially like <laughs> this call happened where like the time was running out and uh like rachel thought that she got a, a prompt like you're basically trying yeah. to get your team to say something and she thought she got it but then ben was trying to point out that it was very obviously after the time had went off mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but then there there's like a gap between the timer hitting zero and the alarm going off yeah but, uh, so, like, Uncle Johnny was saying, like, no, they didn't make it, and then Ben was, like, really hopping in the mix, being like, no, okay, because, like, I think Aaron was saying, like, that she thought they had it, and Erin yeah. was on the opposing team, but he's uh-huh. just like, well, Erin's sitting over there, was watching them starry-eyed, going like, wow, they really got it. And then <laughs> Rachel's like, burr, burr, Yeah, no one can hear noises. the timer, because Rachel's over here making chicken noises. <laughs> Oh, it was so good. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> everyone was weeping. It was the best. oh man. All right, my next note was, "I was off to drink you away," because <laughs> a regular for some reason... uh, um yeah, what was it? It's like when we sing um that one Weezer song. Oh, say it ain't so. It almost developed yeah. into a joke akin to that, but yeah but yeah we found ourselves outside a bar for some reason trying to remember all the lyrics of uh i don't even know the name of the song yeah kid rock and cheryl crow of all people yeah we were trying to remember all of the lyrics but it's like every lyric feels like it leads into i was off to drink (laughs) so we just kept yelling that yeah Trying to remember all the lyrics, so that was silly. And, and we then the last one... got all of them. No, what, what's most, great is that we we took so long to work out all the lyrics, and we were so hyped on this song, And because mm-hmm. the people who were actually playing music inside, um, it was like a, a man-woman duo, mm-hmm. and uh, they were taking a break, and then we got all hyped up on picture, and then we went back in, and then they were getting back up on the stage, and we like, or I think Rachel or Mary or somebody walked up and said... Yeah hey, could you play Picture by Sheryl Crow? And they were just like, no, and kept walking.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, not like, even... Well, dang. Not a
0: chance. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one was Shred the Gnar. <laughs> oh, yeah. the Shred shred and nar. Those two words made up all the vocabulary of, like, boogie boarding on waves in the ocean that you could possibly... Mm-hmm. Like, those were the only yeah. two words we used. I saw a nar, so I shredded it. Yeah. The boogie board, a nar shredder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel bought a unicorn boogie board. <laughs> yeah. She was that so excited That just caught me off guard she completely. She was so excited <laughs> about it, too. Like, she never. It seemed genuine, was the thing. Yeah. Genuine excitement. And, like, like a not child only what again. I've never. Resu- what I've assumed, like, Rachel wouldn't want to boogie board, but she was amped about boogie boarding. She went and boogie boarded alone. Yeah. In the ocean. Like, nobody <laughs> went with her. She was like, alright guys, I'm going to go shred the gnar. Yeah, it just went. It was great. A yeah. side of Rachel we don't often see. Yeah, I would like to... I don't... I don't know if I can... No, I'm not even going to try. Because I feel like... What okay, are, Brian... What aren't you going to try? The thing is, I want to say this. And I don't want it to be like I'm trying to be like the the big guy. Or mm-hmm. the, the funny guy. But... I feel like Rachel was talking a lot about shredding, and then I, at one point, said the phrase, shred the gnar. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're saying you started. I think that might be where gnar worked its way into the conversation. Like, the the wings it took after that, I can take no credit for, but I feel like, I feel like... You were the seed. I said... she, She might have even said gnarly, though, is the thing. But okay, I just remember yeah. saying the phrase "shred the gnar" pretty early on in the game of buying it because I was there mm-hmm. for the boogie board purchase. Yeah, so I don't know. Take that as you will. Okay. Well, that's all I got. I think we covered the vacation pretty sufficiently with all that. Yeah. Okay, um, so then, predictions for next year. <laughs> <laughs> predictions for next year. Um, I will have ascended to god tier spike ball skills. Yeah, I'm going to have to train in the off-season. I would really like to um, make a lot of noise at night not using the TV. Yeah. And get someone to tell us that we're being too loud. Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> That's one thing that really annoys me is people pretending that they don't have a problem. Right. Like... When okay, it's when they have a sense of efficacy because there was a there was a moment Brian at the airport. Where there were like very very loud kids, mm-hmm. that uh like. Some of them were of the age where I felt like they should just be able to listen to their parents, you know, because there's like a certain age of like wailing child where it's like, if there's a baby losing its mind, I just feel bad for the parents. Yeah. It's like they can't. They don't. They don't want it to be screaming. <laughs> Yeah. But then some <laughs> people some people just, like, give them dirty looks. Like, one of the yeah. people who was sitting next to me was just, like, looking at me, just, like, making faces. And I was just, like, kind of smiling, being like, if you know how to make a baby stop crying, be my guest. But, like, I think all of us have just kind of realized that, like, babies cry sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they're on an airplane and it's really loud and their ears are popping. Right. Can't blame them. But, like, there were some kids that were like, I'm going to say... Three, maybe two. Mm -hmm. I feel like by three, you should be. I was talking to Kelly about this. You should be a little bit afraid of your parents. Yeah. Like, not in the fact to where, like, you're constantly scared of them or, like, don't want to be friends with them, but, like, you need to have a healthy fear to where when they mean business, like, you shut up. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of kids don't shut up when their parents say to. Or, like, they'll say, I think. You know what really gets me, Brian? Sorry. I'm just on, on a roll. <laughs> when like parents will say alright no more ipad and then they just like no but like and then they're just like alright then you have to be quiet and it's like no you just, you just immediately walked back on your consequence they know they can get out of shit now mm-hmm. like if you just say alright no more ipad and then they're just like no it's just like tough shit take it take snap it over your knee <laughs> <laughs> they need consequences <laughs> no more I ipad <laughs> think, I think three might be a little early definitely two is too early um, the terrible twos. Yeah, the terrible twos. I think twos. I have no idea. Three, three is kind of crossing the bridge. Because at that point, I feel like you're a conscious being. You know what's going on. Yeah. You can, like, connect dots. But you still haven't developed the inhibitions of fear. Maybe. So, like, when your parent says something, you still aren't... You don't have the wherewithal to not... To stop you from just saying no. Or being like... Like, they're like, come on, we need to leave. And you go, No! It's yeah, like you like haven't you don't, yeah, developed I don't, I think, that inhibition. So you could, I think, yeah, that's the problem, is that she can be, like, bratty way sooner before you, like, have the knowledge of, like, fear. I think. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyhow. Um, other predictions for next year? I'm really hoping Greg can come. He was the only member of the family unit we were missing. Oh, yeah. I always, like... I always feel bad when I'm saying, like, ah, oh, we missed you. Like, it's, there's no way that I can, like, accurately communicate that it's like, hey, like, we're not upset that you couldn't come. You have very good reasons, and we really want you to be there, because mm-hmm. we like hanging out. <laughs> well, see, you got to be careful with that, because you said we're not upset that you couldn't come. <laughs> what? We're, we're not mad at you. We're not upset with you. We wish you were here. I felt like the message you know? was clear. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I only say that because I, like, I said that um, to someone in Sydney's family, I think, one time. I said, like, oh, it's not a big deal if you can't come. We'll still have fun without you. Yeah. That's so, to playing me... Playing on the classic Wilson worry. Yeah, because how like, our family works is you're worried that everyone, like, you're... Going to impact be- everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So, but... Like, any other person hearing that, you're like, oh, you don't care that I can't come. You're going to have fun regardless. It's like, well, thanks. (laughs) So, yeah. You need to be like, oh, I wish you could come. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like just belaboring that point is just like, yeah, I feel really bad. Thanks. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) Because then it's like you're just giving them more FOMO. I don't know. You need to know who you're talking to. I I said you were well missed. Yeah. That's a good one. But yeah, I'm hoping he can come next year. Um, yeah. On the flip side, Sydney will almost certainly not be able to come next year. Oh yeah, because of how their days off and stuff work. Hmm. So that's. But upsetting. you guys will be married by then. Correct. And that's partially why she won't be able to come because we're gonna take like three weeks. <laughs> off <laughs> for the wedding and then our two week honeymoon. So then we'll just come out for the first week of your guys's honeymoon and we'll call it good then. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't see why not. Yeah, we don't need to run this past Sydney. That's bulletproof. <laughs> um, we well, we have talked in the past about like having some friends come for half of our honeymoon because well, we want to already... do one. We, we want to do one week of adventure and one week of pampering. Yeah. So, having people around for the adventure week, I feel like, could be fun. Well, I booked my flights for the middle three days of all three weeks. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that good? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we should be able to squeeze you in. Alright. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go to email? Let's go to email. I, ne- <laughs> I need your permission before we can proceed. Alright, we have two emails. I'm going to read the first one. Okay, I'll get the second one. <laughs> Alright, we got one from Sydney. Hey, Wilson bros. Whoa, Brian. wait a minute, Brian. What? Okay, so sorry, the, cl- the subject line is WVW Classic, and that, is, me, a logo, question mark, because that is a, we have set ourselves up handsomely for this. I know, that's why I, I've written that many times already. That was really? the, yeah, that was the title of the episode, actually. That is like almost unintelligible, that those letters in a row... <laughs> It's a big squiggly line, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Wait, could it be V... So, okay. So I'm trying to figure out what combinations of letters it could possibly be. It could be... It could be V, W, W. I guess just any of those yeah. r- rearranged. V, W, 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 V. It could be V-V-V-V-V. V, 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 V. V. The versus, 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 versus classic. all right can i read the email sure okay love the podcast this week of course that mostly had to do with your guest star wow (laughs) always love hearing ryan's insightful thoughts but wanted to email in about your conversation on lifting as an applicable exercise to life ryan touched on it when discussing moving a couch and not effing up your back but lifting weights dbs Okay. Thanks. Body weight or ringing bells? Uh, ringing bells. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> round round bells. Round Ra- r- 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 dumbbells, kettlebells, body weight or R B resistance bands. Ooh, we got a winner. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm upset that I said the right one. I wanted to come up with more jokes. <laughs> Anyways any eggs all of those things actually apply to everything you do in life think about getting out of a chair going upstairs getting down to slash off the ground moving furniture etc it has so many other benefits such as bone health slash density and does play a role in aesthetics i'm not saying go to the gym and throw around a few hundred pounds that's silly but focusing on exercises that are similar to daily movements can really benefit you in the long run. Yeah. I generally, and... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, that's the main reason I generally don't go to the gym and just throw around hundreds of pounds. It's because it would be too silly. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, guys, I could... Trust me. These hundred pound dumbbells, they don't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel so silly. <laughs> <laughs> i will say the uh sweaty shredders that's another part of the vacation we didn't talk about yeah but but i really like that format of working out yeah and let me tell you jump squats annihilated me yeah no squats i think uh the exercise that can most quickly make me vomit is probably just like regular burpees oh yeah i did some burpees in my sweaty shredder on the beach by myself yeah and I was like, who invented this? <laughs> Satan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was plum tuckered quite quick. Okay. Bold move, making that the first exercise of the sweaty shredder. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Saying, and. Goes on to say, And adding weight training to your routine can actually improve your running. Who would have thought? From Sydney Stripling... M.S. I think that stands for Masters of Science, American something. Cardio. Something, medicine. something missing. Cardio uh, exercise. Certif- yeah. Physiologist. Anyways, that's an organization that then hyphen certified exercise physiologist. I'm gonna say thanks. I'll check it out on the reply. So, <laughs> so she is a credible source for this fact that. Uh, exercise might be good for you yeah so (laughs) quote unquote (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's the thing i uh so i've often been heard saying the famous line running makes you better at running and Mm -hmm. i would like to qualify that because a lot of people will say like oh but weight training and it's not that i don't think weight training makes you better at running is that I think a very, very, very small amount of the population would, if their main goal was getting better at running, would be better served doing weight training for a certain amount of their time. Yeah, I'd say just running probably gets you 75% of the way there. It's like how people will start like hangboarding early on in their climbing career. Uh-huh. It's like you don't need to start hangboarding. You, yeah. like, climb a lot for, like, multiple years and then hangboard. mm mm-hmm. um, That's fair. But, Brian, because in my head, there's so many different things you can do to make yourself better at running that aren't weight training that affect it more than weight training. You think so? Yeah, like, it's a diminishing returns thing, in my opinion. Like, so, running, like, every day and hitting your mileage goals. Like, that's mm-hmm. probably the number one. And then it's, right. like... Okay, doing all these extra things to make sure that you're healthy and can handle more miles. Like there's several routines like you probably need to be throwing in some like hip strengthening, some like ankle strengthening, mm-hmm. some like balance and stuff in order to facilitate the amount of miles that can make you better at running. And then past that, it's like I think like body weight core like routines on the ground are the next step you should be doing and like probably honestly more of that than I've ever done would be helpful all of that before weight training so it's not that weight training doesn't help it's just there's so many things that are more effective in line in front of it that almost nobody does yeah in my mind I might put weight training ahead of core you think so I think so. I'm skeptical of the whole core for running stuff. Because I think if you exercise your whole body with weight training, I think that would help more. Like, I don't know. As far as... And it's not necessarily going to help you with your endurance, like the long distance stuff. But as far as, like, just strength and, like, explosiveness and, like, your kick or, like, shorter distance races, like a mile. Yeah. I think we would have a lot to gain from doing, like squats and calf raises and, like, um, what's it called? Plyometrics and stuff like that. Hmm. Hmm. Putting on muscle mass is not the goal, right? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily putting on a lot of muscle mass, though. It's just making your legs stronger. (laughs) Table it? (laughs) I don't know. I mean... I feel like I'm about to get hit with the book from Sydney on, like, yeah. exercise science. I don't know. Like, when you're in the... I don't know if you've ever had this, but I have, like, in the second half of a short race, like a mile or a two mile... Yeah. Like, doesn't your butt ever just start getting, like, really, like, tired? Oh, yeah. I mean, in a mile race, when, it depends on what you're maxing out, I guess. Because... Yeah. There are times when I feel like having stronger limbs is helpful. But also, well, I don't know. Because it's not like I'm maxing out on weight when I'm, like, tying up in a race, you know? It's that I'm not delivering oxygen to my muscles quickly enough. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I but know. Like e- even if you're, like, say your muscle's... You are not getting enough oxygen, so now they're operating at, like, 25% instead of 100%. Um, if they're stronger overall as a whole, then that 25% is still more. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, t- I, I feel like we're, at least I feel like I'm talking out of my ass. No, yeah, it's like I don't, I feel. I don't feel knowledgeable enough to make any more of a, like, stand on this than I already have. <laughs> yeah. Which I know what you're thinking, Jay, I I I don't think that you could make less of a stand on an issue. You ranted for five <laughs> minutes. But um, but yeah, I think I, I've essentially said what I've said on this subject for like years. And I've, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've at least gone to the measures of um, not once researching it further, so that I could, you know, be sure to say the same opinion over and over again without any ways of changing it. Um, well, I but. think maybe having a certified exercise physiologist telling us these things, maybe that's the research coming to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the second email. <laughs> All right. So, one second, I got it. I'm pulling it up. Um... Subject line, help strengthen the security of your Google account. You know, Jay, I'm glad we got this email because I just spent all morning changing all of my passwords to everything. Really? Yeah, I got uh, LastPass, which is a password manager. Oh. Instead of just saving them in your browser. Apparently it's supposed to be better. And, like, yeah, I used the same password for everything, but I changed it so I have, like, a unique, super strong password for everything now. Oh. Oh. Well, do you have an algorithm? An algorithm. Yeah, for what? Developing passwords. Yeah, I just use the little auto strong password generator. Oh, no, so what I do is I like have like a rule about a website that I like build my password based on what the website shows me, but it's like a rule that I've developed. So then I can like look at any website and know what my password would be for that website. Okay, I was doing that, but those passwords still weren't that strong, so, Mm. yeah, gotta come with a better algorithm, I guess, Um, but yeah, so, I thought it was funny we got this email this morning, that's all I have to say about that, (laughs) oh man, well that's our show for this week, Um, thanks for tuning in, I know we kind of uh, had some... Digressions didn't really talk cover a large area, but you know what? That's what you signed up for with this podcast. Sometimes you get those. We're going to be reviewing the Silk Sonic album here soon. We promise. Um, and then we're also looking forward to do a year in review episode coming up. So stay tuned for both of those. But um, yeah, keep sending in your emails weeklywilsonpod at gmail dot com. We love reading them. Love receiving them. So let us know what you think about. I feel like we talked about a lot of divisive topics today. I think that those should generate some good emails. At least I should get some amount of hate from Sydney. I deserve it. Um, <laughs> but until the end of next week, and unless otherwise noted, my name's Jay Wilson. His name's Brian Wilson, and this has been the Weekly Wilson. Scoobop, beep, 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 booberda, pop, rap, pop, mmm, skip, ooh, think the silk sonic album review is be gonna, gonna become the new uh what was what was the thing we always said we were gonna do but we never did we're gonna talk about voting voting we still need to talk about voting no it's coming up <laughs> before or after the silk sonic review i will table it